the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are fortunate to be alive at this moment in history. I can hear you. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. The truth is plain to see. If you want freedom, take pride in your country. If you want democracy, hold on to your sovereignty. It's time for the Pro-America Report with Ed Martin of The Answer San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Yeah, man, alive. We got a great show. We have the um, absolute best guests, Jake Jake, Body by Jake is our guest. Body by Jake. Jake Steinfeld is a entrepreneur, a businessman, a creative guy, and uh, he's going to be on. He's got a new product out, a new uh, a energy drink called Don't Quit. Not energy drink. Don't Quit. It's a health drink and uh, 100% natural and all. I was really intrigued. But more interesting, Jake Steinfeld was the original Body by Jake, the kind of entrepreneur. He was Arnold Schwarzenegger, except... Um, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't, I how to say this. I, I think he wasn't quite as crass. Uh, he wasn't quite as, um, commercialized. He wasn't a steroid user. Jake Steinfeld was always known for being clean. And anyways, great guy beyond. And Julie Kelly, if you're ever going to talk about anonymous, this dumb author who thought that he was going to take down the president, we need to talk to Julie Kelly, who of course wrote a book on the never Trumpers and she'll be with us also. Uh, so we'll have all that. All right. First though, we got to get to a quick one. I've got to do a short wink what you need to know wink today's wink what you need to know and always go to proamericareport.com and sign up there for the daily wink here's what you need to know America is thriving, booming, succeeding, surging forward, especially because of the leadership of this president and France today sadly had another beheading. This is twice in a week that Islamic terrorists have taken down a French citizen and beheaded them. In fact, there were, I think there were three people murdered uh, in this recent incident in Nice, France. Terrible stuff. Horrendous stuff. Some of the worst things you've ever seen and c- can believe. Really terrible, horrendous stuff. And frankly... I don't know what to say about why and how it's happening. I mean, I know what to say in this sense. France and other nations in Europe have had a policy where they just allow immigration uh, sort of carte blanche, and they've had a dramatic change in their populations. I don't know whether I don't know what percentage uh, of France has become Muslim. I don't know. I'm not sure. But whatever the percentage is, for whatever reason, um, there's a big problem. 
is a big problem. And we, we should be aware of it. We shouldn't be afraid of it. It's this isn't like, you know, these terrorists, uh, these terrorist acts by Islamic terrorists. They're not coming in on a plane. They're living in Nice, in France. Maybe not Nice. I'm not sure if the person that did this, uh, who I think has been killed by police when they tried to apprehend him. I don't know if he lived in that community or not, but it's terrible stuff. So you watch that and then you look at America. You know, the news that came out Thursday morning was that our Q3 third quarter growth was most ever extra astronomical. And I keep telling you the great pause, which is that's why we didn't have a great depression. We didn't have a great recession. Those were caused by the markets and mess ups and all that. We didn't have that. We had a great pause because the judgment of the leaders, including Donald Trump, was we have to try to stop this. And there's lots of people that disagree with that judgment. But there you are. And when they did that, they paused the economy. And let me be clear, the pause cost dearly a bunch of people, cost them their jobs, cost businesses. But we're now out of the pause. We're in the restart. And we've got to start. We've got to restart. We've got to get back to work, get back to school, get back to everything. And uh, some people don't want that. Joe Biden doesn't want it, I think. Others don't want it. But here's the thing. We're booming. Because why? Because the fundamentals in America are right in place. They're in place because we got rid of regulations. We got out of the way. We got energy independent. It's a huge deal. Have you filled up your car with gas? I was on another radio show and a radio host in Alton, Illinois. My friend Smash, he said he used to drive an H2 Hummer back in the day. And when he filled that thing up, when the gas gas was, you know, $4, $5 a gallon, it cost him hundreds of dollars to fill up that car. The fact is, we are in this unbelievable position because of what's happened in the last three and a half years. Primarily, I would say, by the way, the number one thing is the energy independence, actually. Uh, Regulatory cuts is good. Maybe the most important tax cut was the corporate business, corporate rate, which allowed our our American businesses to not get flipped by foreign countries like Anheuser-Busch did back in the day. But still, the fact is, we are booming. We are going in the right direction. And it is unbelievable to see it's unbelievable to feel and doesn't mean we don't have some growing pains but as we go back to work the thing you have to do is take risks managed risks smart risks in fact i'll ask jake steinfeld our next guest uh, about this because jake steinfeld he's a guy that's started businesses he started movements he basically started the personal uh, uh the personal trainer business back in the 80s he was training like the stars of the of dynasty and all those big uh, tv shows that was the thing he, he created that he didn't actually uh he didn't actually he wasn't hired to do that he created it um the uh the so the fact is that the um we have a situation where we're booming. Our nation is booming. We're in the right direction. And people need to understand we're going to have to fight through the virus, the pandemic. We're going to have to keep fighting it. We're going to get better at it. There's going to be ups and downs. Some people are going to get sick. I hope to goodness the death rate keeps going down. I, I keep telling the story over and over again. You know, when I saw the statistics at a lot of the University of Alabama had, I think, 2,000, 3,000 students get the disease. Zero went to the hospital. I mean, that's great news. I'm sure some of them have some ongoing problems. I'm not, I'm not rejoicing and rejoicing in that. I'm just saying that if we can manage things and get better, that's the controlling the risks. Controlling the risks is what you have to do to function in any way in your life. And that's what we got to count on. So I hope uh, everybody is uh, getting energized to see, you know, and frankly, um, one more point. I'm looking back at my notes. You know what I don't fear in America? An Islamic terror attack. I don't know why that is. 
I guess it's because I just feel like the president has been sort of fearless and clear that we won't tolerate it. We took out ISIS. You know, we cleared out the caliphate. We're willing to do what we have to do. Uh, And I think they know don't do that here. Because this guy is tough, he's strong, he's loud, he's boisterous, he's, uh, he's not going to be pushed around, he's not Sleepy Joe. You got to say that about this president. So, all right, we got to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to talk with Jake Steinfeld, and then we'll talk with Julie Kelly. And uh, I want you to do me a favor and go over to ProAmericaReport.com and track all of these great interviews and get them, download them. We had a guy, Brandon Weikart, yesterday, who has wrote this book on space and the Space Force. Phenomenal. I put that up there. I sent it out on Twitter. People were emailing me saying, this is a great interview. This guy's great. So ProAmericaReport.com, go over there, check everything out, share it with other folks, and we will take a break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the ProAmerica Report, back in a moment. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our next guest, this is a hoot for me because I have known Jake Steinfeld. I mean, I've seen him on TV. I've seen his stuff all over forever. And now he's on the show. And uh, what what happened was somebody sent me something and said, you ought to talk to Jake Steinfeld because he is um, he's writing on these topics. He's involved with uh, an organization that's called the the National. uh, Let me get it right, Jake. Sorry. The National uh, (laughs) Foundation for Governors Fitness Council. So getting people together. I remember I was chief of staff to the governor of Missouri. And we had one of our folks that participated. And he's wrote a, written a piece that I want to talk to him about specifically. It's a few months old, but it's a perfect topic for this moment. It's called the title is Fitness is a Vaccine. So first of all, Jake Steinfeld, uh, welcome to the program. And before we get into that, how'd you become a guru for fitness? There's a lot of people that try to do that. How'd you get that done? Well, first of all, Ed, great to be here, buddy. And uh, it's a pleasure, all the great things that you're doing and uh, reaching so many great people in our fantastic country of ours. Uh, Quick story. I was an overweight kid. I had a bad stutter. I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and raised in Baldwin, Long Island. My dad bought me a set of weights at 13 years old, and it changed my life. Not only did the Hmm. weights build my body, but it built my confidence and self-esteem. I had a dream to come to California. I left college uh, after three months upstate New York and and decided to make the trek to L.A. Um, Never became Mr. America because no ma- no magazine and no muscle magazine ever mentioned the word steroids. Everybody said, eat 18 eggs and 24 chickens, and you too could become Mr. America. I clucked a lot, Ed, but it didn't happen for me. And, you know, as we know in life, you know, I have four kids. We talk a lot about making decisions, and I think your, your audience would know this too. If you have to think about something too long, probably something you shouldn't be doing. And mm-hmm. I made a decision not to take steroids at, at 18 years old, A. I was afraid. B, I was afraid. And that was the bottom line. And But I love what working out did for me. And I said, I'm going to stay in L.A. I don't know what's going to happen, what I'm going to do, but I loved exercise. And right place, right time, I was the first guy to do personal fitness training and made it an occupation. I started my company, Body by Jake. And I trained all the big Hollywood stars. And interestingly enough, I learned a great lesson uh, from Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg and Bette Midler and Warren Beatty and all these great people. They're no different than us. 
The only difference is they had a dream <laughs> and never quit on their dream yeah. and never took no for an answer. And it, I was able to parlay that famous by association into books and television shows and uh, launched the first uh, fitness television network called Fit TV. And um, you kind of mentioned uh, I, I've, I've also been a big believer in giving back. I think I've been very blessed in the fitness industry. We all need to do our part, do our share in giving back. And to me, I thought, man, you know, to be able to put a fitness center in an elementary or middle school, you know, giving the schools the tools, it's amazing to see what happens. And uh, I started with Arnold when he was governor here in California. He uh, named me chair of the fitness council here and uh, hmm. went on to become the chair of the National uh, Foundation for hmm. Governors Fitness Councils, where very simply, each year, we choose four states. I call governors cold. Now, this isn't a Democrat or Republican issue. This is a kid's issue, man. We need to leave this right. place better than we got it. And uh, I call governors cold. I've got three brand new $100,000 Don't Quit Fitness Centers. And this year, I literally, well, because of the pandemic, obviously, I, we couldn't go visit schools. Schools are not in session. Right. So we did the, right. the first virtual ribbon-cutting tour. Uh, I did it with Kay Ivey in <laughs> Alabama. Um uh, Kevin Stitt in Oklahoma, um, uh, Eric Holcomb in Indiana, and Andy Bashir in Kentucky. And uh, it was sensational. We literally put a brand new $100,000 fitness center in 12 schools, a million two hundred thousand dollars of fitness centers. And we see it becomes the hub of the community. And as you mentioned about, you know, um, fitness is a vaccine. I think you know, Ed, and I'm sure your audience does, um, especially right now, it's about for people 50 plus. I mean, you need the healthier you are, the better off you're going to be able to stave off uh, any kind of virus let alone COVID. Right. right. We're talking to Jake Seinfeld. Before we get to that, I want to get to that, but I want to say something to you because this is like a theme in my world now is I've had these people on and you listen to them and, and you li the list of things that you've achieved. You know, you've you got books, you got TV, you've got all, Body by Jake and Famous. People don't know you started uh, Major League Lacrosse. Yes. You uh, do world, world Lacrosse, all these things. And I bet, Jake, the thing you said at the beginning, he gave, your dad gave you the dumbbells. It made you stronger, but it didn't make you stronger only physically. You suddenly realized, and you got confident, right? You, and and yeah. here's the thing about being confident. If you're confident, you're willing to fail. People think confidence means you're willing to succeed. I bet you Jake uh, you Steinfeld know it's, has... It's such a great... You know what? I, I've been doing interviews now. You know, we, 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 we just launched a brand-new protein shake line called Don't Quit, which I'm going to push here yep. for one second and check it out at Don't Quit. <laughs> okay, good. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. And go to Ralph's okay. everywhere in San Diego. Check it out. It's the first uh, clean label, uh, especially, with, especially with adult nutrition. There's those other brands, mm. Insure and Boost. Ours is the only clean label, 26 vitamins and minerals. 10 grams of protein, no corn, no soy, no wheat, no artificial flavors or any of this. And they taste delicious. Chocolate, vanilla, chai tea, and orange are gold. We also have a max version of Don't Quit in chocolate and vanilla if you really want the protein. 30 grams of protein and 1 gram of sugar. But getting back to what you just said about not being afraid to fail, you're 100% right, man. And if you think about it, when you have confidence and self-esteem, you can achieve anything you want in your life and not right. be afraid to fail. And I, look, I've been very blessed with a lot of success, but I've fallen on my face a bunch of times, too, and you learn, as you know, brother, well, I've look, seen. failure, failure is failure. Failure is right. death. 
death is, you know, death is right. death. That's when the director yells cut and the show is over, right. you know. But right. failure is the ability to say to yourself, okay, this is going to be a great story one day, and I'm going to tell this story. And one right. thing that comes to mind, um, I was cut from my eighth grade basketball team. You know, I'm a big believer in life is about moments. You know, we all have great right. ones. We all have not so great ones. And we can think way back. This was not a great moment. I went out for my school basketball team. I just started exercising, feeling good about myself. I was a damn good basketball player, Red, because my mom said, honey, you're a great basketball player, you know? And <laughs> exactly. I went yeah, out yeah. on the team, and I got cut, and a friend gave me, I was pretty devastated, a friend gave me a poem called Don't Quit at 14 years old. That poem changed my life. It became a Bible verse to me. And as a matter of fact, in 1981, I trademarked the words, Don't Quit. And the last two lines really? of this poem, Ed, are stick to the fight yep. when your heart is hit. It's when things seem worst that you must not quit. And I recited this poem on a daily basis, and it's on my desk to, to this day, this moment, that every day I recite the poem. Uh, and it's one of those things that's uplifting enough where, listen, no matter how challenging the day is going to be, the sun will always come up tomorrow. And if you believe mm -hmm. in what you're doing, you believe and you have a passion, you will succeed. Because I'm a huge believer in getting the word, getting the word no is halfway to yes. Right. And if you live your life that way and keep yeah, banging yeah. and keep pushing, you will succeed. Yeah. Well, you're not going to believe this. This, is a, this must have been that era, Jake. I'm a little bit younger than you, but I got cut from the baseball team in high school, and my parents gave me a baseball player and on the little hang on the wall, and on there was that same poem, and it Come was the same as me. I said, "I know, I'm not kidding." And I, I said, on. "It's on my kids, it's on my kids' wall right now." And they say, "What is that? that's a funny looking baseball player carved in wood?" And I said, "A poem on the back. It's taped to the back now. Is the thing you need to know." No, it's unbelievable. But uh, but I don't want to talk about. Oh, I do want to talk about me, but that's because everybody. <laughs> does but Jake hold on I want to talk about I want to talk about you first of all I had a good joke I had to say a guy from Jersey like me when a guy from Long Island by the way of Brooklyn says he fell on his face I say I've seen pictures of you yeah you fell on your face a lot but anyway now Jeez. let's move on to this Jake but listen I want I want to get to this because this is the of all the things you've said and I and I will put up we can have you back on another time on on some of these other things like the don't quit but this this thing is fitness is a vaccine. I'm married to a doctor and she's a geriatrics physician. And all she tells me is you want to get healthy. You want to be better. The only thing that you can do, you get a starting point is to get yourself moving. And when exactly. you're, when you're not moving exactly. and get your body it's so big in our country, I mean, you can't say this politically incorrect. You know who dies from COVID the most? Fat people. That's the facts. Yeah. Well, I'm not listen, making it up. The bottom up. line it, is it isn't about being politically correct because we can't be in, in, in this kind of a situation. We need to be honest with yeah. ourselves and honest with our friends and honest with our families. And listen, my mom is, is in a senior living facility, and it's right. not good. And the bottom line is when you're not moving your body, think about a great, a, a yeah. beautiful car, a beautiful Ferrari, which is what all of our bodies are, right? If you're not, right. if you don't drive the Ferrari and you don't have the trickle charge on that Ferrari, you go to start it up one day and it's dead. And that's what happens yep. to us, the body atrophies. And right now especially, and I'm not saying, Ed, listen, I'm not saying, you, you know, you're 50, 60, 70, 80, 85, 90, because listen, if you and I were growing up hanging out with each other, I'm 62, yeah. and we were 15 and 16 saying, hey, Ed, so how old's your pop? You go, 62, you think, man, that's an old guy. 
but I will tell you this. <laughs> I feel like I'm 21 years old. I, you know, I'm, I'm up I'm up in the morning. Now, I'm a nut job when it comes to this stuff. I love training, so it's, it's my medicine. It's my drug. But I talk right. about just getting people moving, getting up and moving your body. That's the vaccine. And then you start thinking about if I'm exercising, just even taking a walk around my house, a walk around the, the neighborhood. I've got a broomstick. I have a towel. I have two cans of Mama's tomato paste. By the way, that's what put me on the map. I I started going to these very famous people's homes, and I used home, I I literally used home exercise equipment. It literally was a broomstick towel and a chair. The towel was, if I were to say to you, all right, Ed, let's do some bicep curls. Grab the towel. I'm going to pull down. You pull up. Resistance training. There it is. You do it with your husband, your wife, your kids. It is a vaccine. Fitness is a vaccine. And then the same thing is goes on when you talk about nutrition. And that's why it's it's worked so well. We launched Don't Quit during this pandemic because these nutrition shakes, a lot of people, first of all, can't afford things today. And good food is expensive. I wanted to make a great Mm -hmm. product that was affordable, convenient. You don't have to do all kinds of wacky things. And by the way, if something is good for you, you think it's not going to taste so good, don't quit taste delicious. And that's what this is all about because you got got plenty of living left to do. Let's be positive (laughs) and don't quit. Yeah, but it's good. It's good stuff. All right, Jake, I got to run, unfortunately. And, Jake, the best website for people that want to find more of your stuff. I know don'tquit.com, but where, if they're coming, is it You can follow or Uh you can go to Instagram at Official Body by Jake. Official Body by Jake on Instagram. Or go to don'tquit.com and check out these fantastic protein shakes. You're going to love it. It's a great meal replacement or a meal supplement. You're going to love them. All right. Hey, Jake, thanks very much. Jake Steinfeld, everybody. I'll put it all up on social media. Uh, we got to take a quick break. I'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Somebody we've been missing. Somebody we've been missing for a few weeks. I don't know. It's been longer than a few weeks. But Julie Kelly with the absolute best Twitter handle in the world, at Julie underscore Kelly number two because there were a lot of people that took at Julie underscore Kelly so she had to use two so you wouldn't be the first one so she's on and she wrote a book Disloyal Opposition which I was pushing for a long time I was like this is really great it's really important because it's just it's a really important book how the never Trumper right tried and failed to take down the president but it turns out that it the book was a fraud because she didn't name Miles Taylor the very senior and important official who is anonymous and so so, Julie, first of all, how could you miss Miles? Is that his name, Miles Taylor or Mickey Taylor? What is his name again? It is Mickey Taylor. Oh, you're cutting out. I'm here. Okay, I got your back, I think. I got you. Okay, I got your back. Go ahead. Say it again. Sorry. Um, because at the time, he was anonymous. And uh, as your astute listeners know, he was the one who penned the uh, September 2018 New York Times op-ed that then morphed into the book everyone speculated was Mike Pence or Jeff Sessions, John Kelly. You know, he (laughs) was supposed to be some really high-level person, which, of course, it wasn't. 
Right. Well, and and I'm teasing about that with Julie Kelly because her book, which is great and breaks down all these nitwits that have been the the opposition, disloyal opposition is the name of the book, and and all these people. But it is true. It it turns out the guy was a policy advisor. It does, by the way, um, uh, Kirsten, what's her name, that DHS, she wasn't really a a team. We knew this, but she was not really a team player. I mean, it's pretty clear uh, more than ever. But Julie, what I want to ask you is this. And you've been writing about this, but even you, I think, will agree that this came out before the election. It's almost like God is saying, I'm going to show you how broken the media is. They're not going to cover the Hunter Biden story. They're going to be exposed as having used anonymous, this nitwit, and, and, and make it. It's like it's like everything about the media is ending as the election comes closer because they're just so in lacking in credibility. Right. They really are credibility. They're lacking in integrity. They are obviously covering up for Joe Biden as they have now for several months, which raises real uh, concern how they are going to cover him if he wins election. If they're protecting him now like they are, how are we expected to get any truthful information out of the White House for these reporters who are tasked with covering the president? I mean, they are going to cover up on his health like they already have anything related to his family, anything related to domestic affairs or international affairs. They are going to continue to just act as the propaganda spokesman for Joe Biden. And that's what is really alarming. But look, Ed, people see the media covering up this Hunter Biden story. Um, He's nowhere to be found. Uh, They have tried to discredit it early on as a Russian misinformation campaign. Uh, That, of course, uh, disappeared once we had a whistleblower, a legitimate whistleblower, and more documentation. They're still trying to ignore it. I can't imagine if he wins, though, that they're going to be able to ignore this uh, into perpetuity, but, but we'll see. Well, I mean, I don't. I mean, I've, 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 I don't have any. There's no. He's not going to win, so it's not going to matter. In fact, it's more important, in my opinion, that we actually catalog this because, and this, I think, was really important. I referenced it off the air to you. You tweeted at Jeffrey Goldberg, who is the guy who wrote that incredible story that had the quote about suckers and losers. Like, as I tell people. I don't actually know a lot, but the things I do know is politics and campaigns. And one of the, that was designed to make the military. And I heard from a friend of mine who's a military guy. He's like, what kind of guy would say that? And I was like, he didn't say it. There was like Ouch. four people that said I was in the room and I didn't say it. So you tweet at Jeff Goldberg and say, was Miles Taylor, this anonymous, one of your many sources of the suckers and losers? And he, he blocked you. But my point is. This is what I'm saying about we've hit the bottom. They're, they're not only are they lying, they're lying directionally to change the election. That's right. They they are and they have been since day one. Um, and so that's why I asked Jeffrey Goldberg, who had the four anonymous sources, everybody who was on those trips or anyone close to the president said, of course, the president never said that. But I'm curious if this Miles Taylor, this little creep, um, you know, fame seeking, low level staffer who then left Department of Homeland uh, Security and went to Google. Hello. And then is now a well-known Never Trumper and CNN contributor. I'm just curious to see if he was one of their sources, he, because it was sourced to someone close to John Kelly, uh, who at the time right. was uh, head of DHS, yeah. and also was very, right. that piece, if you remember, was very complimentary of John McCain, uh, which Taylor is as well. So I'm curious if he's one, because now we know he's a flat-out liar. 
It's um uh, again we're talking with Julie Kelly and I'm being I, I tease her a lot but at Julie underscore Kelly too on uh, follow her on Twitter because not only does she uh, tweet good stuff and write good stuff but she has the right enemies and right people that are uh, you know fighting back. Uh, but Julie. Um, as we go, you know, Glenn Greenwald earlier today, he resigned from The Intercept because he wasn't able to write a piece. Now, I don't agree with that guy on almost any politics, although I think he's a pretty great writer. And he gets he gets, he gets in a position where you're not allowed to say something bad about the Bidens or the, about Joe Biden. Again, we're at a bottom point here in the media, right? I mean, we, the New York Post is still blocked. Glenn Greenwald has to quit his job or decides to quit his job. I, I, you know, I don't know what comes on the other side of this election in terms of the media. Boy, I really, I don't know, Ed. It was hard to see that there was more of a bottom to the media after how they got away with concocting the Russian collusion hoax. And not one person, not one reporter was fired, not one talking head. Rachel Maddow, so on. All the people who promoted that hoax for more than three years still have their jobs. I didn't think that there would be a deeper bottom to that, but, but here we are. Uh, the cover-up of the Hunter Biden story and, you know, promoting these lowlifes like Miles Taylor as legitimate sources. I don't know that there's a bottom to the news media, except that, you know, right-minded people on our side, even just fair-minded Americans who really don't consider themselves political, understand what a dangerous point we're at with the news media. And um, unfortunately, Ed, Part of it is because no one paid for Russian collusion. You know, we still don't know. If we would know the relationship uh, between the Obama loyalists in the Department of Justice who were leaking, illegally leaking information to journalists, if we would know who those people are, they would have been charged with a felony. It would have sent a signal to reporters in the media, especially in D.C. They cannot continue to get away with, you know, using what are supposed to be objective news outlets as a Democratic Party propaganda arm. But unfortunately, they all got away with it. And so they're continuing to do so. So one last question, Julie, which is a little bit of a it's impossible to I mean, for us to know. But at this point, with all the technology and all the science behind um, media now, and whether it's CNN, I remember being up there and seeing them dial testing every segment, whether it's the, you know, the Facebook and how quickly they assess what will go viral and what won't. Same thing with Twitter and all. You know, a whole bunch of Americans have been brainwashed to hate this president. Right. Mm-hmm. And isn't, yeah. I mean, isn't that probably the most important? Um, I mean, I didn't like all the presidents, but I didn't I actually didn't hate Obama. I mean, I don't like his policy. I don't like how he acts and all. But, you know, but we're we're conditioned. And so isn't that the kind of um, the ultimate problem right now is the power to brainwash a bunch of Americans? It really is. But it's also their fault. You know, I've written about this, especially these white uh, suburban women who are planning to elect uh, Joe Biden. Uh, Talk about voting against your own best interest. But they are so brainwashed by what they see on local news or The View or whatever adult-minded outlet they pay attention to, to hate Donald Trump. But once you try to dig into the details of why, they really don't have any explanation except what? He has mean tweets versus what the media, the Democratic Party and never Trumpers have tried to do to this president. I'm surprised he could function at all after what he's been through. Um, so I don't know. Got a couple of days left to see uh, if this works, uh, if, if they're going to win once again. We'll see. 
All right. Well, I think they will. So be be encouraged. Don't worry, Julie. It's going to be great, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna your book will be even more popular as the Never Trumpers fade into oh, oblivion, so. uh, God willing. So, uh, <laughs> all right, Julie Kelly. As always, thanks for coming on. She's always she's often published at Am Greatness, American Greatness, AmGreatness dot com, and at Julie underscore Kelly number two. Thanks, Julie. I appreciate it. Thanks, Ed. All right, we'll take another break, and we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Unemployment is the biggest issue in the United States today, and we are looking for leaders who have the recipe to create more jobs. Raising taxes, eliminating tax loopholes, or even trimming spending around the edges will not solve our colossal debt and deficit problems. The only thing that will make a positive difference is more people working real jobs and paying taxes as a result. And we don't mean hiring more people for government jobs, because that requires more spending. Obama's stimulus bill only dug us deeper into debt and depression. Why hasn't anybody but Donald Trump figured out where the good jobs have gone? Apparently, he's the only one to say out loud that the United States is being ripped off by communist China, which has now become insufferably arrogant. We have lost an average of 50,000 manufacturing jobs every month since China joined the World Trade Organization in 2001. The United States has closed 42,000 factories because of our trade deficit with China. China's official news agency impudently now demands that we reduce our military expenditures at the same time that China is spending its U.S. dollars to build up an offensive Chinese military. Where are the U.S. leaders to stand up and say, we are no longer willing to subsidize and defend a globalist world where Americans must compete with Asians who work for 50 cents an hour? Where are the U.S. leaders to say we will no longer stand for communist China stealing our intellectual property? Where are the U.S. leaders to expose the hypocrisy and dishonesty of so-called free trade that allows China to impose tariffs against us while we allow China to sell its goods in the U.S. without any tariff and use their dollars to build a Chinese military to threaten us? This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. If you're busy taking notes, you can stop now because these commentaries in written form and spoken audio are archived on the website phyllisschlafly.com, many recorded by Mrs. Schlafly herself. If you're doing research or missed a day, just go to phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and re-listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. And uh, how great was that interview with Jake Steinfeld? Body by Jake. Body by Jake. What a great character. Uh, you can find it over. Go to ProAmericaReport.com. We post all of our article, excuse me, all of our interviews over there and some other stuff. You can also sign up. Make sure you're signed up for the Daily Wink. What you need to know. Always important to get yourself that email in the morning. 
first thing in the morning. Okay, uh, got a couple of stories I want to wrap up with. One is, did you see the news that the anonymous, the great anonymous uh, author, the anonymous guy who told the truth, they said, New York Times and anonymous. Wow. I think he published a book, anonymous. Turns out it's like a mid-level staffer. Not to be, well, that's not fair. Junior staffer. Um, He was chief of staff, I think, over at the Department of Homeland Security. Now, I was once chief of staff to the governor of the state of Missouri. I do not want to belittle chiefs of staff because that's a big job. In fact, what I tell people is if you don't understand a chief of staff job, especially in government, you don't really understand um, how government works because the chief of staff to a cabinet secretary is the person who is required to make about 80 percent, sometimes 90 percent of the decisions. So, you know, in other words, when you say, oh, the chief of staff to so and so, what do they do? And it sounds maybe like a clerical job. No, the fact is that the um, the job requires that you sort of make a bunch of decisions for your boss and uh, and and you have to learn what your boss wants. If you're a good chief of staff, you're always making decisions in line with the person uh, that's ahead of you. But I guess this guy was chief of staff. Um, I don't even know, though, if he was chief of staff to the cabinet, to the um, to the the, the full um, head of the um, uh, of the, the department. Excuse me. Yeah. The Department of Homeland Security. It doesn't really tell me. Um, I've seen some coverage of it and it just, I don't really know for sure. So, but anyway, he had, I don't want to put down that job because that job, uh, yeah, I guess he was, he was chief of staff to the uh, Homeland Security Secretary, Kirsten uh, Nielsen. So that's a big job. Um, and, uh, but he was, you know, it's not really, he wasn't a big name. He was a kid. Um, and sometimes it's, I was 33 or four when I was chief of staff to the governor, you have to be able to work 20 hours a day. And so this guy is uh, 33 years years old. He was like 29 when he got the job. That's not exactly a seasoned veteran. It's not exactly a senior administration official. And the other thing is the chief of staff makes all those decisions back at the office. The cabinet secretary is in the meeting with the president, you know, so it, 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 it was the New York Times played it off that he was this was the biggest, hugest uh, official. And what a big deal. Well, I don't know. I don't think it seemed a little bit of a dud and and uh, that he came out a few days before the election. He himself admitted who he was. It says to me he just wanted the attention. You know, he wanted before uh, things moved past. Uh, he wanted to be out there and uh, be a hero to his people. I don't know. But um, anyway, it's kind of a dumb story. And I didn't spend much time on it. Another one, though. I want to point out is you're going to start to see these things of the New York Times had a lengthy piece. I love reading the New York Times because they, they really are crazy and you can laugh out loud funny. So the title of this story is how the Trump era has strained and strength strengthened politically mixed marriages. And so they go on and they basically describe that there's some really strange people in the world. They're Trump supporters. And sometimes they're married to not strange people, to people that are sane. Those are Biden supporters. And, and what happens is the Biden supporters eventually break down the Trump supporters and they get wisdom and they are against their guys. So in this case, one of the stories in here was about a woman whose husband was going to vote libertarian, not even for Trump. And she said, that's a vote for Trump. So she convinced him. And the poor guy, he, he was being interviewed by the New York Times on the phone. He hadn't alerted his wife that he was going to change his vote. So they make him sound, I mean, they just make him sound like the, the biggest, um, I don't know, you know the phrase I want to say, but he, he looks like the guy who's, you know, his wife is telling him what to do. But these stories are phenomenal indications of what I was going to tell you. I haven't talked too much about it, but 30% or more of the country 
are, are so deluded by what's gone on, the Trump derangement syndrome. They're, de- they're delusional. And we are going to have actually a, a mental health problem, not just for the CNN commentators that are going to they, actually they don't care because they'll just go back. CNN's made more money in these, these opposition uh, media outlets. They make more money by being in opposition. But real normal people who have been brainwashed by CNN and MSNBC and Washington Post and New York Times, there's going to be some mental health issues. I'm not joking. I'm not saying this as like being funny. I think some people are going to be so surprised because, as I said earlier on the Andrew K. show, um, the reality is it's going to be a big victory for Trump. There's going to be lots of people that the the um, that the brainwashed are not supposed to believe can vote for Trump. It, it, it African Americans, uh, LGBTQ community, uh, people that are uh, Hispanic, and uh, people that are liberal on issues. Uh, it, it's there's a whole bunch of people that are going to be for Trump, and it's going to send these poor people that read the New York Times. It's going to send them into a, mental health issues. I'm being totally serious. There ought to be social workers looking now at what to do. The Trump voters aren't going to lose their mind, depending on the results. We, we have joy. I mean, it's a happy warrior deal. But I really worry for these folks uh, on the other side. So keep an eye out for that. All right. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening. Don't forget, go to ProAmericaReport.com. You can get that great interview with Dr- J- Body by Jake. Body by Jake. Jake Steinfeld uh, will be over there, probably posted over there later tonight or uh, could be in the next day or so. So go over there. Thank you, as always, to Randy, our great uh, fearless, fearless uh, uh, technical director, and also Joanna for booking our guests. And we will be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Great to be with you. 